When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. She doesn't even go here. Yesterday I did Gucci, so and today Fendi, so... It's hot. Hey, it's Nikki Jensen. And Brie Picone. And we're... Late, Late to the, the party. party. A weekly podcast about film, fashion, and pop culture from two best friends, mentally. Seeing Paris Hilton die uh, in 2005. Yeah. Hello, hello, Brie. Hello, Nick. How you doing? Good. How are you? I am good. I am. I'm like three coffees in and I'm still very sleepy. You're on your third coffee. Okay. No, technically, technically, I didn't drink the first one. Oh. But or, yeah, just I'm jelly. I'm trying to ride the caffeine train. I'm on coffee one. <laughs> okay. So we're going to we're going to see how this goes. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like so much is going on. So little like we're. We're given a lot of goods, just pop this culture week. wise this week, that it's like so hard to just pinpoint one thing that mm-hmm. like I want to talk about. But today we are discussing House of Wax. Yes. A movie that I am late to the party on. I saw Brie Stan. Yeah, I stand. I stand this movie. I know you I don't know why, like <laughs> but she stands. I can't wait to unpack it because like when you texted me that you're like, uh, I really like this movie. Just heads up. I'm like, okay, that's fair. I don't think a lot of people did, but yeah, I know that you're in the minority and I am in the majority. Mm-hmm. But, but I don't know. I feel like we we're both like usually so aligned on yeah. bad <laughs> movies that we love, like Master of Disguise. Love it. Love it. Norbit, iconic. I can't think of any other bad movies, but you know, we, we indulge yeah. in the guilty pleasures. We are a house divided. Yes. A wax house divided. <laughs> but before we talk about 2005's remake of House of Wax, starring icon legend star Paris Hilton mm-hmm. and two of the love interests on Gilmore Girls. Yes. Can we talk about some, some things that have that I've watched this week. Yes. I know the influence, I know the impact, and I know the vibes. So I've been watching on Netflix the Beckham documentary. Ooh, how is it? Because it looks good. Surprisingly very, very good. I am very invested. I've always, like, I feel like for me, for one, I came out of the womb being like, girl power and loving the Spice Girls. Mm -hmm. But two, I feel like my version of the royal family, my royal family, is Posh and Beck's. Totally. Um, so it's fun to see them. I feel like on TikTok, I've been inundated with with like the highlight reel. So I was like, I have to see this. And I have a lot of respect for David Beckham now. Yeah, you didn't before. Well, I did, but I only know him and relate because I don't watch football or yeah. soccer, as we call it in America. I don't watch that. And I don't, you know, I never did. So I only know him via Victoria yeah. Beckham. So gotcha. So it was cool to make him a person. Yeah. What did you think about the whole, like, like him going on, a, like, doing a photo shoot while, like, Victoria, while she was pregnant? 
pregnant with a, a cruise Beckham, I believe. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite, one of the highlights of Beckham. Yeah. Truly. I love how she was like, she like, she rings up David and is like, I'm going to have our child. And he's like, no, that won't work for me. I'm <laughs> on a shoot with JLo and Beyonce. Yeah. But I love seeing Posh just like have a personality. It is really cool. I love when she's like, what would Posh say? Like, Posh is pissed off. <laughs> yeah. No, she definitely... I love seeing her personality, too, because I just... I only really know her from the Spice Girls and not much else, but I feel like she has so much more going on. Like, she's pretty funny. Yeah, she's very funny. I feel like she's someone that, like Paris Hilton, kind of, like, leans into her media persona a lot. And, yeah, I like when she, like, breaks that. Like, I love... like. This made me really love those two as a couple, mm-hmm. but also love David Beckham and Victoria Beckham even more. They're super cute. I love their dynamic. I love when she's like talking about how her family was like poor in the 80s yes. or something. Oh, working class. Oh, working class. And yeah. David like pops through the door and is like, be honest. <laughs> and she finally is like, okay, yes, in the 80s, my dad had a Rolls Royce. He's yeah. like, thank you. And like shuts the door, which is iconic. It's really funny. Yeah. I feel like it's really rare that, like, there's a Netflix documentary, one, that I'm into, but two, like, actually makes the subject look better or add anything to it. Because, like, no offense, but we get so many, like, docuseries yeah. that sometimes it doesn't, like, add anything to the convo, but I'm like, oh, this makes them, like, look really cool. Cool and fun. Their wedding photos. I love seeing their Major. wedding photos. <laughs> Like, I love how she just made him dress up in purple, like a purple suit to match her purple dress. And, and they're like on thrones. Yeah. And they have like a, it looks like a wedding cake made out of vegetables. Like, what yeah. was that about? It's hilarious. It's a vibe. It's wild. And I love them just reminiscing about that and being like, I don't know why we did that, but we did. <laughs> but we did. I mean, that's iconic. It is. Uh, and I mean, even the way they handle the Rebecca Luce Louse affair. Yeah. Um, I never knew about David know. Beckham having an affair in 2003, but. Which did he? I'm confused. Like, there's no, like, confirm or denying. Oh, no, I, I think, think, you think it, maybe he did? I'm thinking so. I'm just confused at her relation to Posh and Bex. Yeah. I know, like, she came out during the time as a close family friend, and then she came out with her, like, face and name attached to it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if she was like their nanny or his assistant. Yeah. Or just someone he met in Spain. It's all very weird and nebulous to me. But I didn't like, after watching Beckham, I didn't really put on my sleuthing yeah. hat, you know? I tried to sleuth a bit, but I don't know. I'm confused. I'm like, is it real? Did he? Where's the proof? I feel like nowadays <laughs> there's like so much more proof. Like, Dumois being, like, famous footballer. <laughs> yeah. But also, have you been keeping tabs with Victoria Beckham's, like, fashion line and that whole situation where Kim Kardashian was so late and made Anna Wintour have to leave mid-fashion show for Damn. Paris Fashion Week? That's a big deal. It is. That You don't piss off Anna Wintour. No. I don't know. I mean, that's another story. <laughs> Where, like, I'm not quite sure, but whatever. It's it's either here nor there. Yeah. But. I did hear Kim was late. Yeah. Yeah. But then it's, like, so funny because, like, Twitter or X discourse is always, like, 
Kim Kardashian's always like I heard like <laughs> threads of like rants about Kim Kardashian always being late and everyone in the comments is like what what's this narrative Kim Kardashian's not like typically late for things yeah and it's like some people really stand Anna Wintour and some people really are like against her Dang. and some people are like Anna Wintour schedules herself like this to feel more important and which maybe <laughs> maybe I mean, I like the idea of, like, striking fear in others, too. I do, too. I know. I'm, like, uh, Loki, it's, like, she's really, it's, like, you kind of want to be her, but you're also afraid of her. I love that. I've seen Devil Wears Prada. Exactly. She's an inspiration. Yeah. I've, females girl can boss. be toxic. Girl boss. Gaslight gatekeep. Girl boss. She's the embodiment of all three of those things. Exactly. Everything I want to be. <laughs> yes. Oh. That's, what, that, that's what the takeaway from Devil Wears Prada is, right? Yeah. yeah. That's what I took away. Yeah, just problematic. But we can have problematic faves. We can, yeah. Like yeah. Miley Cyrus. Like Miley Cyrus. Um, yeah, was she our, like, last problematic fave? I mean, was she? I Yeah, I'm trying to think if anyone's, pro- like, even, you know, quote-unquote problematic nowadays. I don't think so. Everyone is so afraid. Um, but, well, first context, bangers, Miley Cyrus's album that – kind of started the whole adult era for miley cyrus yeah her metamorphosis yeah her metamorphosis if you will um for relating to hillary duff terms her her dignity her dignity <laughs> which um i feel like this is more like christina dirty dirty yeah this is definitely like her dirty era for yeah. sure um but yeah it was i think the last time like young artists really were able to like experiment and not worry about yeah i feel like everyone well yeah or like play it very safe i feel like after this besides zendaya we never got like a disney star again and you can argue sabrina carpenter but she's not a household name i know she has a like a fan base and it's backed by swifties but i don't know i don't know miss me team olivia rodrigo yeah. For sure. Oh, Olivia Rodrigo, Disney. But it's a different trajectory. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's like we don't know them because of Disney. Disney. No. Like some people might, but I don't I also don't think Olivia Rodrigo is probably as big as like Hannah Montana. Like Hannah Montana at the time, like when Miley Cyrus was playing that character, she was she was a household name and it was like a culture phenomenon for whatever reason. I don't yeah, this is like cuz we're going to talk about House of Wax. Yeah. And we're going to talk about Paris Hilton. Yes. Um icon legend star i love paris hilton in certain ways in other ways i'm like i think it was a little before our time in a way like we couldn't like we're like raised by it but we couldn't really absorb it but miley cyrus bangers era i know where i was i know yes i remember where i was (laughs) yeah like being around miley cyrus's age like a little bit younger i feel like too it was it was just bigger like this was our I don't know. What can you equate? This was our like Britney like, Spears, give me more performance or something. Where yeah. It, it was like, our leave Cher- Miley alone. No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So anyways, Miley Cyrus, bangers, turns 10. Yeah. There's a lot of discourse online right now, but I have thoughts on it because I revisited the album mm-hmm. and- it's not as crazy as it was back then, but do you remember the moment that Miley Cyrus cut her hair and put it on Twitter or Instagram? Um, 
I don't know if I remember that. I do remember her cutting her hair though, and it was a big deal, like just a change of, in her image, which I loved. I loved when she cut her hair. That was a cultural reset. I remember where I was. What I like, I remember that day when she uploaded that photo of her cutting her hair. Really? What did you think at the time? Were you like, whoa, queen? Or were you like, oh my goodness, Hannah Montana and her long locks? Mug and clutch. <laughs> clutch my pearl. <laughs> yeah. Um, I definitely was like, I understood what she was doing. So I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm glad she's doing something different. Because to be honest, I kind of, I loved Hannah Montana and yeah. I loved. Seven Things. I loved that that album with Seven Things. And I was very into it and very into her sliding down the ice cream pole mm-hmm. like I lived. But then Can't Be Tamer, I just was doing my doing my own thing. Right. You were. Yeah. So and I was like, oh, Miley Cyrus is dating that like boring Liam Hemsworth guy. Yeah. There's like a path with me, like with Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn. Like, I don't like these boys are boring. So I you check, check out. out. Um. <laughs> How, yeah, I was like, Miley Cyrus is like really absorbing that fake tan with those like bra, like weird balayage. I was like, pass. Yeah. But the cultural reset of her dyeing her hair blonde and cutting it short, I was back in. Same. Yeah. I was like, I'm invested in this, even though it is not a cute haircut. I don't like this hair. <laughs> I like it. I like how she wears it. Like, I don't know. Miley Cyrus in this era to me is still very cringe. Yeah, she, you know, looking back, I think she is a little more cringe than I thought at the time. I was all about this because I'm with you. Like when this album dropped, I remember being really into it. Um, I mean, I do think there are a lot of skips on the, well, not, you know, there are some skips on the album. They're not all bangers as, you know, I think she was going for, but I still think there was something to it. What were you saying? No, I agree. Like, I feel like. It's a ambitious effort. Yeah. I will say, even now, I really have always liked We Can't Stop as a single. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's an anthem. Yeah, it is a banger. Yes. I like the music video. I think it's very avant-garde in a weird way, and especially in 2013, where I was like, yes, it still has that EOS early 2010s product placement, but I was still all in. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know. I thought it was really cool. And she hadn't towed the line yet. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, there's the, you know, like the black girls twerking. Mm-hmm. But I didn't feel like it was like a prop then. It was just like, I, you know, it, it was easy at the time for me to be like, I know what she's trying to do. Yeah. Like, she's trying to stir up this controversy. Yeah. She's trying to Get like. people all riled up because she's twerking. Yeah. Like, it, it wasn't. It Good wasn't, girl image is gone. Yeah. It wasn't until that VMAs performance. Yeah. Which is the last time I actually watched the VMAs. You know what? I Same. I don't think I've, I've watched clips, but I haven't fully sat down to watch a VMAs performance. No. I think it was just that turning point, too. I felt like, have you seen, like, the reactions, like, of everyone in the audience? Just, like, yeah. mouth One agape. direction. <laughs> They're like terrified. I mean, it is the most cringy performance ever. And then I was just like, oh, Miley. That's when I had to like check out a little bit. Yeah. I had to, you know, and I know she's talked about Wrecking Ball because that came out the day of the VMAs. Right. What are your thoughts on the whole Wrecking Ball music video? Because it is her like her signature song now. 
But the music video at the time, I I think she hoped to be like a nothing compares to you. Yes. And Sinead O'Connor, rest in peace legend, was <laughs> I think astutely like, this is not doing what you think it's doing. Yeah. But I don't know. What are your thoughts on Wrecking Ball? Um, well, I think at the time it came out, I remember being really into it and thinking, wow, this music video is amazing. Like, it's really saying something, you know, and I'm like, oh, wow, she's like naked because she's like, show- it's like a metaphor for like being vulnerable or something. But then looking back at it, I'm like, it is kind of male gazy. And the whole Terry Richardson of it all is like, ooh. So like, but at the time I wasn't thinking about that. I didn't know that much about what was going on with Terry Richardson. So I was like, out of the loop on that but i just thought it was kind of cool and artsy and a little redundant with her on the wrecking ball i know it struck up a lot of controversy um i had a relative call me and be like oh my god did you see what miley cyrus did like you know i don't know it was wild yeah it didn't get me like shook up yeah i think after the vmas i was a little over miley i was like okay girl because at that point it was like i was like oh you're using black people as props yeah. Interesting. Oh, you're twerking on Robin Thick. Yeah. And he kind of looked like a chicken cutlet. Like, yeah, it was a little much. That part really, yeah. I think with like the Bangers album cycle, though, the summer of 2013 was a crazy time in my life. We just entered college. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Miley Cyrus gave a lot of um, white girls the freedom to twerk. Yeah, she did. <laughs> and so i spent a summer of you know white girls randomly at parties being like watch me twerk yeah they would like all of a sudden actually i think i'm even guilty yeah. of st- i'm like you know what maybe i'll try this twerking thing i'll get into it so i think like by the fall of 2013 i was like i was twerked out i yeah. was miley cyrus out because it, it was so much of a you know she was she was trying to rile it up, but it, she just lost the narrative, I yeah. think. I also feel like this album, if we just look at it, like, musically and lyrically, <laughs> it has a lot going on. You know, like, there's country elements in some of the songs, and then there, obviously there's hip-hop elements, there's electronic music. Like, it's, I don't know, and it's, some of it's about, it's a lot of it's, like, love songs, sort of, but it's also bangers, and it's, like... I'm gonna do my thing. And you're like, which is a bop, which is a bop. I remember listening to that, like getting ready to go out, like in co- like being like, oh yeah, I'm about to do my thing. I'm gonna do my makeup. Like just, you know, I don't know if we we're gonna meet up and go somewhere. I'd listen yeah. to do my thing. Yeah. Now but. listening to it, it's like you listen to halfway through and then like, it's like, oh, this is a lot. And I think like, it's also interesting in hindsight, listening to the album now, but also listening to her in 2013 talk about it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen that clip that's kind of circulating her being like, I want with each song, everyone to be thrown off by who I'm collaborating with or how it sounds. Oh, maybe she's trying too hard then to be like, you don't know what to expect from me because I'm changing things up. So I'm really going to keep you on your toes. For sure. Which in the same, around the same time, art pop, Lady Gaga comes out. Uh-huh. Same problem, I think. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, it's just a lot. Yeah, for one album, it's, it could be a little more, what's the word? Like, um, cohesive yeah cohesive but i also think just doing things for the sake of shock value i think like where you could give gaga a lot of like credit 
Mm-hmm. It, it did have a meaning behind it. I think Miley Cyrus going out on a tongue is like crazy and fun. Yeah. But she doesn't have that same, she's, she was only 20, but she doesn't have that same artistic perspective. I have something to say. Okay. And this is wild. I don't know if you came across this in your research on bangers, but apparently when she was doing the tour, she funded it herself, I guess, because no one believed in it. Um, But she's like, I got to do this for me. And so she really believed in it for, you know, whatever reason. And there's like... For whatever reason. (laughs) I I love her. But you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's I wild. can see why people might be a little hesitant, just, you know, but I, I love that she was breaking free and trying things. You know, you have to become another person to be your own person. To be your own person. Yeah. But um, in the tour, like, I think the last leg of the tour or something, she wanted to do something big and she came out on the tongue or whatever. She also flies in like a hot dog. But you know what it is? What? It is a reference to the Truman Show. How? I don't know. I have a clip of her talking yeah, about it. Yeah, like, like How? The Truman Show is one of my favorite films, but I don't... Yeah, I thought that too. I think it's maybe just because she goes up into the clouds, but she talks about it, and I thought it was just an interesting moment. Um, Can I just say, Miley Cyrus is a queen, and I respect her so much, and I love her so much. Yes. This era, especially after, like, post-VMAs, post-Wrecking Ball, mm-hmm. she's so annoying. <laughs> Yeah, just in general. Like, I even, like, remember that cover of um, Why, Why Do You Only Call Me When You're High, the Arctic Monkeys cover? Yeah. Where she geez. slays vocally, but watching that performance. Is she wearing, like, one of those, like, cow suit things or, like... A cowboy outfit, I think, uh, with all the denim. But she just... It's annoying. I think her haircut's annoying. <laughs> you just don't like her haircut. Uh, no, it's just she's trying too hard. I, I get it. And Sinead O'Connor was totally right in her letter to Miley Cyrus. Wait, she actually did write a letter to her? Mm-hmm. And it really pisses me off that Miley Cyrus, even now when she did the, like, used to be young promo, she talks about Sinead O'Connor's letter and basically just paints her out to be like a mental case. What? What but did I, she say? I think Sinead O'Connor's letter is, is valid. Yeah. I'll look that up. But okay. Oh, yeah. Well, this is just... I mean, I, don't, I might even cut this out. It's just for you. I also understand... Like, when I was 20, I was also so cringy and thought that I was... I was, like, so self-important and, like... Yeah. I think everyone goes through that phase. So, I feel like we got to give her some grace. But, yeah, I feel like it is cringy because it does make you... You're like, oh, man, what was I doing? Like, at least I wasn't twerking on Robin Thicke, but still. (laughs) Yeah, she does a lot of A to C where I feel like my craziness at least had a little bit of A to B. Yeah. But she was going for it. She was. Okay, here it is. And I wanted to end it in a Truman Show reference. So I flew out on a giant hot dog, obviously. I left through all the clouds and the exit sign the way that Jim Carrey does because I felt like the Truman Show was really a reflection of my life. I didn't make a dime on this tour because I wanted the tour to be excellent. So I paid for it all to make it exactly what I thought I and the fans deserved. That's on that. (laughs) Right on. Um... (laughs) <laughs> Nikki, I don't know. What do you think? Because I know you're a huge fan of the Truman Show. Was that successful? That's another A to C, I feel like you were saying. Yeah. Like, that was very hard to pick out. But I get like... And I get having your own vision. I also like the idea of... Um, I liked the like clip of her with the big Miley face. Mm-hmm. 
and her eye, the eyes are like moving and like rolling back, like back into her head, and then the tongue comes out. That's cool. It is the hot dog into the. She could have made a Truman Show reference that was a li- that made more take the sense. stairs maybe or something. Yeah, like <laughs> it's funny that she was like she says it now with like such a straight face. Yeah, but like it's so ridiculous <laughs> that she's on a hot dog, but not really in a performance art way. But she's like dead serious even 10 years on she's like this is a reference to the truman show yeah art don't you remember when jim carrey rode that hot dog <laughs> into the sky like, no. <laughs> you're right she says it like we should all know like i don't know it's really funny i don't know i took me by surprise because i was like what truman show reference because i get it though all eyes were on her like growing like it makes sense but like it's very a to c <laughs> Yeah, I feel like didn't Ariana Grande make a Truman Show reference in one of her music videos that didn't I think she? I think was executed a little better. better? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think Miley Cyrus even at that point has all the Hannah Montana money. She probably didn't have anyone saying no to her for one. Yeah. So you know, and I I, lo- I really respect her being like, I'm not going to make a dime, but I want to do this my way. I'm yeah. gonna do my thing. She did her thing. Yep. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. So Sinead O'Connor and cut this out, you know, it's a really long letter. Gotcha. But um on October third, two thousand and thirteen, a mean girl's day. Wow. <laughs> I'm sure Sinead O'Connor <laughs> She was the mean she put a mean girl like what? not mean. Oh, no, not really. It wasn't. She's no. not a mean girl. She's not. Like rest in peace. Um she said, Dear Miley, I wasn't going to write this letter, but today I've been dodging phone calls from various newspapers who wished to me to remark upon you having said in Rolling Stone your Wrecking Ball video was designed to be similar to the one for Nothing Compares. So this is what I need to say, and it is said in the spirit of motherliness and with love. I am extremely concerned for you that those around you have led you to believe or encouraged you in your own belief that it is any way cool to be naked and licking sledgehammers in your videos. Yeah. It is in fact the case that you will obscure your talent by allowing yourself to be pimped. This wow. is a dangerous world. And it goes on and on. Damn. <sighs> that's a that's a lot. She said a lot. Mm. But the Wrecking Ball music video did give people the wrong impression of her yeah. in the way she values herself. It could have been directed differently. I mean, I really, the things I really enjoyed in that music video were more like the close-up shots, the emotional aspects. Licking the sledgehammer was like, like, okay, I get that she was trying to, like, rile people up, possibly. Like, she's probably all in because she's like, yeah, I want to piss people off. So I'll do whatever this director's... Like, I don't know. I don't know if that was her idea. You know what I'm saying? Like, I doubt it was, probably. But well, this she might have been like, like yeah. yeah, cool. Like, I'm going to do this. It wasn't... But see, the thing with Miley Cyrus is Wrecking Ball, it's not like Madonna in her, like, human nature era. Like, yeah. sex book, either. It's It's different. It does feel like she... But of course, she's employed Terry Richardson as the director. It does feel a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like maybe, maybe if it was like a female director or something, it could have been, you know, I just feel like it, there was unnecessary aspects to it that don't, I don't know. It just did a little much. It could have just been more, a little more emotionally raw, but I get at the time what, I don't know. It's, I have mixed feelings on it, I guess, looking back. Yeah. But I, yeah, I could, I, I could see also how Sinead O'Connor would be like, yeah, that's not anything like what I was doing. <laughs> well, and also like Sinead O'Connor, you know, did re- like put her whole reputation on the line. 
mm-hmm. ripping up that photo of the Pope on SNL and she got blacklisted. Like she was putting herself out there on her own terms. Yeah. Even Madonna. She refused to be pimped by the industry. Yeah. And even Madonna in that era when she was like having the sex book and, you know, erotica and stuff. Yeah. It seemed, she was older too, but it seemed like she had a more autonomy. And even at the time, I was like, I don't think Miley Cyrus is like the only one with these visions, even though now she says she is or was, but it feels a little more like Britney Spears during like 2001, 2002 era. Yeah, I get that vibe too. Yeah. And speaking of Britney Spears, I didn't realize she was on one of the songs, SMS, whatever that, I mean. Bangers. Yeah, bangers. I always, I'm not going to lie, like skip that song every time it came on because it starts out just being like bangers, bangers, bangers. And it's like, to me, it's so grating. I'm like, I just skip. And I don't, honestly, I think the song isn't even that great, but um, Britney Spears' verse is actually really good. She makes that song. It should just be her or like yeah, something. I don't know. Like not, they just get rid of the part that says bangers and it might be a better song. I agree. You know, it's so funny because I remember at the time, uh, uh, SMS bangers was a skip, but I listened to it this morning. Oh, uh-huh. I, I kind of like it. It's kind of a pop. Yeah, yeah. Like okay, so the album starts, and then we'll talk about how this works. The album starts out with "Adore You," mm-hmm. which I enjoy. Yeah, it's a good song. Um, we can't stop, which is the highlight of the album, in my opinion. It's like the anthem. Then we have SMS bangers, which is fun. Mm-hmm. And I agree, Britney Spears actually slays. She does. I did, I knew she would, but still, I was like, oh, it's a little different than how she normally says. Like, it's cool. It's Britney. I don't know. She, She's great. I can't believe that wasn't hyped more during the day because Miley Cyrus and Miley... Uh, Miley Cyrus. <laughs> and also Miley. And, and Miley Stewart, you know, same people. Yeah. Um, But Miley Cyrus and Britney Spears have so many parallels, especially at that time. Right. And, you know, like, I think... They're the only two people that are on par with each other as far as, like, success. Mm-hmm. And also, like, Britney Spears was a blueprint for being, like, the Disney girl and then being, like, a, a woman yeah. in music. No, for real. She she walked so badly could run. For sure. Uh, four by four with Nelly is a skip. So, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> My Darling, which doesn't enter palation of stand by me kind of interesting though (laughs) i I thought it was interesting i just she's right about like keeping you on your like just not expecting i didn't expect that i thought it was going to be something way different like the slower songs i don't really see them coming you know yeah i do like miley Harris's voice with futures yeah i did like that aspect um wrecking ball is her signature song Mm -hmm. um dr luke is trash but that's a great song he makes the bops He's like the Harvey Weinstein of the music industry. <laughs> yeah. No, for real. Uh, Love Money Party. I like that song. I like that song too. <laughs> That's another one on the like going out playlist. Like turn it up. Hashtag get it right. Uh, is very much like, you know what it reminded me of? What? You know, like Britney, early Britney Spears records and like sync, No Strings Attached. Yeah. You know how they have this like one song that's like, it always is like one song in the middle of the album that kind of sounds like this. Mm. I, I don't know. It was a little bit of a throwback for me. I like that. Uh, yeah. That song is not great, though. No. <laughs> I know what songs are great. Drive is great. Mm. Um, Maybe You're Right is probably the best song on the album that's not a single. 
And someone else is really great. Someone else, yeah. And Do My Thing is not that bad. Do My Thing is not that bad. I like it. I mean, it's the part where she's like, I'm a Southern Belle crazier than <laughs> Get so wild up in here. here. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's funny. I like when she like leans into certain things or- The appropriation? Well, no, no. I mean, like- Commit, Brie, commit. <laughs> no, I, I guess I'm trying to, you know, like her root, like she's Southern. I don't know. Like she's like, I feel like there's like this album just, you can kind of tell she's caught between two different people, like who she was and who she's becoming. And she's not quite there, I think, you know, and this, but she had to go, I think she had to make this album to get through it. If that, I, I don't know, I guess. Yeah, I definitely like pushed her over the edge in a way where people like, they just, they didn't view her as Hannah Montana anymore, so in that way, it's successful. Yeah. In that way. Yeah. I love how now we can talk about it, and I love how now, have you seen Miley Cyrus's Back to Brunette? Is she? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just saw her, actually. Yeah, I knew that. It just, like, I don't know, it feels like the circle's complete. Yeah. No, it does. I love her. I love what she's doing now, too. Like, I feel like she's grown so much. Her music now is so good. I really, yeah, I like her music now. It seems really authentic, too. Yeah. I mean, I like in our teens and 20s, we're going through it. Yeah. She just did it in front of everyone. It, yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. And we were all cringy in 2013. We all were. Close. Yeah. It's like that one video of like Halsey singing to like a bunch of kids in the mall. It's like bangers in a lot of ways where like people might be nostalgic for it. Yeah. But does it hold up as a, a collective? No. Kind of like House of Wax, maybe. I don't know. Kind of like House of Wax. (laughs) Or Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton. Well, she holds up, right? You know, hot take. I think think Paris Hilton, I'm a little confused with her nowadays. She looks gorgeous. She does. And I love her still. But it's one of those things where I like kind of hate being like told to be nostalgic about something. Yeah. No, I I hear you. I feel like she's synonymous with like the early 2000s. Yes. You know, like Simple Life, her album, she really, I just feel like she was like a cultural phenomenon at a time and people love to kind of hate her or love her. Or both. Yeah. Any given day. Yeah. Just getting all the attention. (laughs) I mean. Eating it up. Oh, well, I mean, she's a star. No. She's like. The OG, like, famous for doing nothing. But then she does everything. I don't I know. know. An icon. Yeah. I don't want to compare her to, like, Kim Kardashian. Because Kim Kardashian is successful in her own way. And she's done other things. But, like, can she sing? You know? <laughs> well, I don't know. She did make that one song. Oh, yeah. She did. <laughs> it's no stars are blind, though. Right. It's no uh, Rod Stewart cover of Do You Think I'm Sexy? Mm, which I always forget that exists. But... Not I, bad of a cover. No, I enjoy Paris Hilton as like a like a singer. Yeah. It's camp. It but is. It is camp. I I think also, speaking of camp, I feel like this movie's a bit camp. And I don't know I don't know how this is gonna go because I usually you take the leaves. So I'm I like, know, oh, you take the lead. Taking the lead. I have way more thoughts about Miley Cyrus bangers, <laughs> but um yeah, so here we are today. We were talking about House of Wax. And Nikki, thank you for watching this movie. <laughs> thank you for having me, Brie. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I feel like this is an interview now, like NPR style, but about House of Wax. It is, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So this movie, it stars Alicia 
Cuthbert? I don't know how you say her name. I'm sorry. Um, Chad Michael Murray, Brian Van Holt in a dual role, Paris Hilton, Jared Padalecki, John Abrams, and Robert Richard. The kid from Cousin Skeeter. Yeah. I know. I'm like, I knew he looked familiar. I like literally screamed when I saw him on screen and he gets to make out with Paris Hilton the whole time. I was like, get it, Cousin Skeeter. Like I was, I was hype. You were like, woo. Yeah. Yeah, no, he was cool. I wonder why he didn't do more acting. Like, I feel like I've seen him though in things, but. Yeah, what has he been in besides this movie and Cousin Skeeter? He's been in a lot of like random things, I think. He's a cutie pie, though. He was. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like he should be. He was in Touch by an Angel in an episode. Of, I don't know why I feel the need to bring that up. I think because we were talking about that off mic the when other day. When you walk down the road <laughs> and you see a wax museum. <laughs> don't walk don't, towards it. <laughs> don't walk towards it. You see a funeral. Don't walk towards it. Yeah. That's kind of rude, don't actually. Don't walk churches that you don't know. I mean... Well, yeah, yeah don't that don't, church didn't look at, not in a small town anyways. Don't, don't, don't like go and see a um, bunch of animal remains and walk towards yeah. it. You should just go on the other way from the start. Don't take a, uh, a ride with some dude you don't know. Even if you're with your friends, like just don't. They had a totally other functional car. I don't know. There's so many things with this movie that I do have beefs with. And I, I don't know. There's a lot of frustrations. That- when he lets you go and you escape. Don't then do the same mistake with someone else. Yeah. (laughs) No, there's a lot of problems with this movie, for sure. Um, He was on an episode of The Vampire Diaries, Brie. Oh. Yeah, that's all I got, but Brie. He's been on a lot of TV, like, just here and there, like, TV shows. But, and, like, some movies, too. But more importantly, Cousin Skeeter. Yes. Most importantly. Anyways. So, yeah, this is, like, a loose remake of the 1953 film house of wax yeah which are you familiar with that film yes i've actually seen it like once and it was it was good it's campy i don't know i like old horror movies because they don't have any of the special effects like we do you know nowadays or even in the 2000s when they were starting to get good you know yeah but have you seen the original i have not i to be honest i Speaking of the year of our Lord and Savior 2013, I hadn't seen a horror film properly until 2013. Huh. I was afraid of horror films. And then I took a women's studies class in college and saw Halloween for the first time and got really into like the idea of the final girl. And then that's when I started watching a bunch of horror movies. Ooh. Yeah. It is cool to see like different like tropes play out. Okay. But like you're saying, it's a loose remake of the 1953 House of Wax. Which was an, a remake of another, like, 30s film called Mystery of the Wax Museum. And it was based on a story, The Waxworks, by Charles S. Belden. Um, the soundtrack features music by Deftones, My Chemical Romance, and Interpol. Um, it premiered at the Tribeca Film Festival and was released in the U.S. on May 6, 2005 by Warner Brothers. It grossed 70.1 million worldwide, received mixed to negative reviews from critics. Um, it was criticized for lack of originality. Um, screenplay and characters, but was praised for the performances and the atmosphere, which I feel like is fair. Um, so you you haven't seen it. Mm-mm. This is your first time. You weren't watching any horror movies in 2005. In 2005? No. But as we talked about off mic, 
we were not old enough to watch this movie, like, at the movie theater. No. Like, we were, like, 11. True. So, I, I remember hearing House of about House of Wax because there was a whole campaign, See Paris Die. Yeah. It was a thing. She went to Kitson in LA, which was, like, a very 2000s shopping destination where, like, Paris would go, Nicole Richie would go, and, like, later the the stars of the hills would go so i was very um familiar with kitson and paris hilton obviously that's cool so i thought it was cool that paris hilton was going to be in a horror movie and going to die a gruesome death and did that get you were you like even though you were 11 were you like oh that sounds kind of cool i wish i could go or were you like eh, horror movies i don't know if i put that much thought into it i just you know yeah i just remember going on at the time i think probably in 2005 oh i don't know what i was watching in may but I was definitely, like, into celebrity gossip. Like, I was into Paris Hilton and Lindsay, and this is around the time that Paris Hilton's boyfriend called Lindsay Lohan a fire crotch. Oh, man. Which I yeah. thought was a sleigh. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, like, these these troubled young women raised me in that way. I was like, ooh, they all have, like, eating disorders. <laughs> me too. <laughs> they like, all oh, had side bangs. Like- me too. Like, I was very influenced by the wrong things, and I, I was not caring about watching House of Wax, if yeah. I'm being honest. Yeah. Makes Still sense. to this day. Still to this day. You're like, I wish I could go back and not watch. No. Uh, you know, this this film is kind of an interesting thing because it makes me think of the horror movies with teen stars that I do yes. love. That, and see, tell me about some that you do love. I know what you did last summer, mm. 1997. Iconic. Scream is one of my favorite films of all time. Yeah, um, I think that's a perfect film. Agreed. And I love Final Destination. Same. I was thinking about that too. Like I remember, I okay. So I went through a bit of a phase when I was like around 12 to 13 of watching horror movies. Is this when House of Wax came this into is, your rotation? It did. Yes. This is when it came in. I went to like the Blockbuster, whatever, rented, watched. I mean, someone else did get me into it. I didn't just say, oh, I want to, you know what I mean? Like I was probably not watching age appropriate horror movies. And that's also why I developed like weird, like, like fears of flies, like all of a sudden, (laughs) you know, which they seem harmless. The ring is partly to blame and another horror movie that i have no idea what it was but the ring though speaking of like crazy horror mo- okay I, I i did see the ring as a kid yeah that was another like a little younger but like blockbuster pick where i was like i want to see the ring i want to rent the ring and get scared and hide behind the couch i want to feel it yeah actually yeah feeling something when you're a kid watching horror movies i don't know what it is it's just there's like this thrill like walking in and the production designer is the same for house of wax but like i remember walking into a room i was like staying the night at some friend's house and seeing the opening scene of ghost ship mm. have you seen that i've never seen Ghost. well ship. i'm not gonna ruin it for you but it's an iconic opening it scarred me for life like really? i had nightmares and i was like even a kid having nightmares about saw and i've never <laughs> saw saw i will never see a saw i yeah i've seen a saw and didn't really like it to be honest like, i saw the first saw and it wasn't like i thought like later like a couple years ago yeah but i know they get they get worse they get to be where my nightmares would probably be correct yeah <laughs> oh but you're saying ghost ship so is do you think ghost ship's a better movie or like all these movies suck um <laughs> 13 ghosts 
Matthew Lillard is great. I love the look of this. I like that film. Yeah. Sucks. Jason X. Love that they're like in space. But it's. <laughs> yes. Actually, that one. That's the one where he's like frozen and comes back to life. Right? Yeah. I love that one. Actually, that one's up there because it's so bad, but it's good. Like, like none of these films are good. I feel like scream and i know what you did last summer are pretty good but then once we get to the 2000s like after final destination yeah they really are just like i remember a lot of horror films with just teen stars around this time yeah i feel like it was like a moment i feel like house of wax 2 was like a moment probably because paris hilton i mean there's also chad michael murray and jared mm-hmm. padalecki which i think is before he was in supernatural but he was on after the gilmore, gilmore girls. girls yes i don't know i just feel like it's like an interesting point in some of these um, celebs' lives, you know? It's a cute snapshot, for sure. And I love... I have a lot to say in that respect. As far as the movie itself, I have, like, Tomb Raider's disease to (laughs) call back to an earlier episode of our podcast. Yeah. But, like, it does remind me of... I think it informs the later 2000s, early 2010s era, like, when we were in high school of... Like, you remember, like, 2010 to 2012 era of horror movies? Yeah. Where they were remaking everything. They were remaking, I don't know, I remember, like, The Roommate, but that's not a remake. But they did, like, Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Maybe we were in high school then. But you know what I mean? Prom night. I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. There was, like, a slew of remakes. And it was just any, like, random teen star from, like, the reboot of 90210 or mm-hmm. Gossip Girl. Like, they just kind of were throwing... I don't know. It just they, they seemed like they were cobbled together a little bit, but they make like a lot of money and they'd come out in April or May. And yeah, they were really aiming towards the teens too, like just really trying to get them, you know? This one was aiming towards the bros who wanted to see Paris Hilton die and maybe be in her underwear. Yeah, it really was. But it's not all <laughs> like also, I, I think for a horror movie too, it's pretty tame. Like it doesn't overly sexualize the girls too much like i mean there was that scene with her but like whatever it's not like it you know it just i feel like this movie is very light in a lot of ways like as far as horror goes and certain things like it definitely i enjoy this movie i'm just gonna say and it probably is mostly the nostalgia factor but i do see that it has some flaws you know um maybe in the writing i think it has some strengths too um it's okay. I mean, remember when I was like, I love showgirls, and you were just like, cricket. <laughs> no, but then I did, like, after watching it, like, for a while. I had to sit with it, you know? Like, all good art, you have to sit with it. So maybe if I've had a couple more days, House of Wax is just going to be like, <laughs> <sighs> you never know. But yeah, I think it is a cool snapshot. Um, Paris Hilton's at, like, the peak of her career. 2005 was huge for Paris. Yeah. She leaves the simple life. She's in this movie. She is in a Carl's Jr. commercial. An iconic one, which I feel like no matter how young or old, if you were alive in 2005, you know about this Carl's Jr. ad because it was like a cultural moment. It's And it's it's crazy, though, to look back. I'm like, I don't know if this commercial would be... Like, it's it's pretty racy for... A hamburger commercial but it's hot i love it i love that she's like that's hot at the end too like it's it's genius i it, think yeah she just knows who she is and i love she like i don't want to say this and it be like taken the wrong way but have you seen the special features of the house of wax blu-ray that came out last year 
I saw some, but I don't know. It's hilarious. Like Paris Hilton goes full Donald Trump and is like, I'm an iconic scream queen. This movie was such a success. <laughs> Got great reviews. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just, oh. it's very funny. And I think because she's not like destroying democracy, it like really lands. Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny too. Speaking of like scream queen like she had trouble screaming in this movie and i don't know like in the bloopers if you watch the bloopers you can hear her like struggle she's like ah and does like weird awkward scream <laughs> and apparently she had the cast like scream with her to get her more comfortable screaming sometimes Aww. so it's just kind of funny i don't know did like, they dub her like scream yeah i guess they might have had to at some point but she like just couldn't she was like embarrassed about her scream and was nervous no she's the best part of this movie I actually, I think her performance is good, too. Like, I, she also isn't, like, playing, like, a dumb blonde. Like, she's just, like, like, she's acting. She knows what movie she's in. She knows what movie, yeah. And I mean, I think when she does play a dumb blonde, that's also acting. Just saying. I don't think she's dumb. I don't know. No, I think she's probably very smart in a, in a way. Yeah. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely, I, I feel like in this movie, she pl- she's one of the smarter characters, too. Like, she's not, she's not really in it as much as you kind of want her to be to be honest like i kind of wish she was like maybe the final girl or something but it's kind of it is cool to see her die like I, I get it that that's the you know it's a cool death scene is what i'm trying to say it's hilarious it's so cool can we talk about the death scene yeah it is so cool like up until a certain point because you know we see her running away in the um like red lingerie which she asked the director for red heels Oh. Which is so hilarious. And the director was like, no. You're going to fall through the thing. Yeah. Or she was, he was like, this isn't Paris Hilton that you're like playing a character. And she was like, it'd be so much hotter if I was in heels. But you know, she does wear a juicy couture tracksuit in this film, which is, I'm like, is that her call? Were they just, you know, was she like, I need to wear my juicy today? Or I don't oh, know. I love a juicy couture tracksuit. She wears them well. Yeah. I'm just saying, I love that, that Parisism. Same. I even love her, like, Adidas, like, track, like, jacket. Yeah. It's very cute. But you said she asked the director for heels? Yeah. And the director was like, no. Dang. Um, But the poking, like, scene where they're, like, poking the knife and she's, yeah, like, dodging them. Mm-hmm. I love that. I also love how everything is so realistic until her actual death. Yeah. Which it's, like... You're, I'm like so in the scene, and then it's like the most random, like pole. What is it? Yeah, what is it? It's like they broke off a piece of the. Is it the railing or something? Like, yeah, is it metal? Is it wood? I'm not sure. It looks like wood, but it's just like a pole, and she just like it's like so realistic, and then all of a sudden she like falls on the pole with her forehead. Yeah. And well, he also like, lunges it like through. Doesn't it go through car windows or something ridiculous? Something. And then it hits her like right in the forehead, and it and then she falls. But like she's like boing, and it's like so like obviously like not her at a certain point. It's like yeah, boing. it definitely looks like a mannequin or something. <laughs> like you can tell it's like oh like well wait a minute though because I saw some behind the scenes where it was her. I think they're they're doing a little movie magic because there's a scene in the movie where when she has the thing in her head where it's not a real person. Like, I, you it's can tell. Be. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. <laughs> I don't know if we need to get into the plot or not. Like, um, well, why maybe, don't you for our listeners maybe just, just say like, what the plot is? Maybe just establish it. Yeah. Okay. So this is very <laughs> simple plot. According to 
IMDb. A group of teens are unwittingly stranded near a strange wax museum and soon must fight to survive and keep from becoming the next exhibit. Ooh. Doesn't really give you much, actually, to go on. Um, but basically, they're all like on their way to a football game. And, you know, they get derailed. Yes. They they make a pit stop, if you will, in the woods. To sleep, which is never a great idea. You know, can I... I know you're spearheading this episode. No, it's but, okay. But can I bring up some red flags? Yeah, bring up some red flags. <laughs> and I know they're teens, but let's be real. They're playing people in their 20s. Yeah. So, so yes, I can relate to them. <laughs> or like, feel like because I'm an Olivia Rodrigo stand now, I'm like, as a teen, yeah. as a fellow teen... <laughs> Just like uh, Chad Michael Murray was in this film, yeah. teen. <laughs> I think that people that really like to camp, it's a red flag. <laughs> Insane. Like, no, but I think they, not that they deserve to die, <laughs> but like, I don't want to get that hot of a take, but that's my urge. They're asking for, they're asking for trouble, especially in the middle of the woods. It's crazy because I think I've encountered more people in my my lifetime that actually think, like, as a person that was raised on movies and TV shows and, like, had really overprotective parents, it's ridiculous to me that I've encountered so many people in my life that, you know, their, like, frontal lobe should be developed or almost developed, and they think it is okay to pull over on the side of the road and like camp and like just anywhere sleep like no what are you talking about no i'd want to watch my back i'd be scared like at first i thought they were gonna sleep in their cars they had tents like like, which i don't know if that was something they had planned like i don't know i was confused because i'm like do they even know where they are they had a map but like they just seemed like they pulled off don't pull Improv. off they were you know they they were gonna i think there was a detour or something but they still still you you just you go to the gas station, buy a Red Bull, and keep it moving. Yeah. I don't like the idea of stopping like that Not on in the road middle trips. of the night. Like, stay at a hotel or something. Something. Well, even then, you get murdered. Yeah. But, no, I you say. keep driving. Yeah, get your, your energy drink and keep it pushing. Yeah. Don't stop. Yeah, they make it seem like camping's such a fun idea. Who is doing this? Who is out there? Like- people. I know these people, and I judge these people. <laughs> They need to see this movie. It's a warning. Yeah, no, I, it kind of, you know what this scene reminds me of? Hmm. Have you ever played the video game The Quarry? No. I wanted to play it. Everyone in this film does kind of seem like it is one of those like video game, like choose your own adventures yeah. where they kind of like stand still for a second. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. Honestly, House of Wax, make a video game. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Super massive games. Get on it. Get on it. We choose your own adventure. Yeah. You know, are we going to go into the creepy church? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe we'll actually just go back to the car and drive off on our own and leave our friends behind. It does seem like a very random choice to just like go in the church. A lot of things do just move the plot along. I understand. Yeah. But it's like, hmm. No, there's a lot of red flags. What else did you notice? Everything was a red flag. <laughs> like they find this pit of dead animal carcasses yeah and like i want to call her the girl next door because she's in that movie but it's like alicia cuth cut birth yeah how do you i don't Cuthbert? know bear i don't know a uh, girl next door <laughs> the girl next door um yeah she falls into it which is 
Hella gross. Disgusting. Yeah. And when she sees that hand, oh my God. I was convinced that that, I hadn't seen it in so long. And I was like, oh my God, it's a human hand. It's like a decoy. Yeah. Almost. Still, still suspicious. Still suspicious. Also, it's like you see the dude just like chucking them in from his truck. Yeah. And they need to get a part for their car to get it started. Yeah. But like, instead of giving them directions, he's like, come along with me. And you know who says yes right away? Isn't it Wade, Jared mm-hmm. Padalecki's character? He's like, yeah, let's go. Wait, why? Yeah, why not just like, you're, I, also, can't you all just pile in the same car somehow? Or just, there's a better, there's got to be a better solution. And, and is the football game really that important? Like, it, and they're already late. They wake up at like 2 p.m. or something. Yeah. Like, there's no, just let it go. And don't they have, they have cell phones in this movie. I know like it's before like, GPS like these this is like map quest days yeah well I think his the one dude in his car um so he has one of those like portable I'm so glad Brie like by the time that we were old enough to drive we had stuff on our phones yeah no same it's definitely easier when it's on your phone man what is his name Blake is he the one dressed up like Ashton Kutcher and punked um, no, that's the other dude. Blake is Paris Hilton's boyfriend. Oh, Cousin Skeeter? Cousin Sorry, Skeeter. I just know them from I know, other I'm like, movies. how do we... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it stars Dean. Dean, yeah. From Gilmore Girls. <laughs> Cousin Skeeter, Paris Hilton, Chad Michael Murray. Chad Michael Murray. Yeah, the other dude. Uh, Ashton Kutcher <laughs> and Pump. Yeah. He does. He wears that hat. He has that hair. With the camera? He's got the camera. Yeah. Which, what did you think of the camera element? Do you think, like, it worked? Do you think, like, did you want more of it? Um, Was it necessary? I think it very cements it in the time, which is what I like about this movie. Mm. If I'm going to say any pros. Like, I think I really like the idea that it's very 2005. It is, right? Um, Yeah, I like that element. I don't care that like they didn't really expand upon it that's not what i'm looking for in these movies gotcha well that's a red flag we were saying creepy dude comes out of the woodworks offers them a ride they take it they take it you know what i was thinking while watching this scene like while girl next door (laughs) and dean are in the truck together it reminded me of texas chainsaw massacre like i'm pretty sure it had to have yeah been in like they knew what they were doing because like, the, the guy just happens to have a knife. Like, it just has that vibe, you know, when you're in the car with someone and you're like, you know, they're taking you somewhere that mm-hmm. you don't want to go. Something's off. Like, it's like, follow your intuition. Follow your intuition. Yeah. I just, I don't know. There were a couple scenes where I felt like it was very Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. Um, Mostly, like, when she gets to the house. Like, the house itself, the shots that they do. And then the there is a masked murderer that looks, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of similarities when you think about it. Um, which I don't know if that, it, it bothers me just a little, cause I could see that's not original. Like I get, I feel like it could be more original. I do like the chain, like when she runs though, like I like a little hints of it, but I feel like it, I don't know. I think it's a little much. The girl next door at, as the final girl, she does a good job. Yeah. But yeah, plot wise in this movie, Brie, I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't know. All, I watched the movie. Yeah. But, like, kind of just, like, went in and went out. Yeah. There are, like, a few standout scenes. For sure. Like, when her and Wade. That's Dean, right? Yeah. When her and Wade go into the church. Mm-hmm. 
disrupt the fu- disrupt the funeral which also it's like wait well who's in the wrong here at this point yeah that's true yeah, i love yeah. how the guy is basically like you interrupted this funeral for like a belt for your car he's like now you want me to go over to the store it's like i'm the only one that works there i don't know this whole town though is really creepy and suspicious as soon as you get there it's like they don't even notice how empty it is mm-hmm. they're kind of like oblivious which like let them live let them I mean, I know that the first dude is luring them. Yeah. Also, terrible way to lure people. Like, what is that even with carcasses? Yeah. Is that like his plan? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. These people are way too curious, too, because the girl's like, I just need to know what the smell is. And that's how she finds the carcasses. Like, if you smell something weird, why would you want to? I would be like, no, let's get out of here. Let's leave. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Paris Hilton's character was like making the most. She's like, why would you need to do that? I don't know. Yes. That's why I love Scream Queens, a TV show so much. Yeah. It's because there's like a lot of female characters, you know, because it's like a satire on it. Yeah. But you have your Paris Hilton's and you have your like final girl who like wants to get in it. Yeah. It just like they get their comeuppance real quick or they get like the comedy in it. Yeah. Like you're saying like. The final girl wants to get in it. They go to this wax museum because they're waiting for the funeral to be over. Creepy museum. Just saying. Wax museums in general are a red flag. Like anyone that like is on vacation and wants to go to Madame Tussauds, red flag. That said, I was the one that said, let's go to Madame Tussauds for New York. And what did I say? You said no. <laughs> was a little, there was a part of me that's like, oh, I want to check it out. But see, that's a little different. That's like celebrities. Then you could pretend like you're taking pictures of celebrities. There's that element. I don't want to go to a wax museum of like horrors or well maybe maybe i would i don't know i don't know what this says about me i'm like ooh, wax anyway <laughs> yeah i'm a, i guess i'm a red flag <laughs> no you're fine i think it's like endearing but i also am like no it is creepy though like wax figures are creepy also you pay like 50 60 bucks to just walk around wax figures no thanks yeah hard like- pass <laughs> It's not for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like a, like the Ripley's, believe it or not. It's not my cup of tea, but I kind of like it a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> oh, but. Because um, you're just weird and crazy and quirky. I am. Yeah. <laughs> you're just a manic pixie a manic dream girl. Manic pixie dream girl. I'm really into wax figures. Ripley's, believe it or not. Oh. I feel like I'm Paris Hilton in, in the House of Wax and you're like the other girl. I think so to a degree. Yeah. Just. I don't know. I probably would be poking around a bit and being like, ooh, this is kind of interesting. Maybe we shouldn't be here. But also, maybe I'll just stay in the wax museum while you go outside and look around. Like, I might just not follow you out and make some poor decisions. (laughs) I feel like anywhere would be safer than in that museum. But for some reason, she doesn't follow Wade when he leaves. But Wade dies anyways. Yeah, he dies first. Um, Which, what did you think of his death or like his... I guess he was still technically alive. I guess it's a slow death, but... Yeah, so they, like, wax him alive? Yeah. Is that how you describe it? Yeah, they waxed him alive. Well, yeah. They waxed him on, and then <laughs> when the friends uncover him, they wax him off. They wax him off, yeah. Uh, It was gross. I was, gross. I was kind of into that one, because it gives that house of wax element. A lot of the other deaths of the main characters don't have a lot to do with it. Yeah, they're not as waxy. <laughs> they're not waxy. Yeah. So this one... It was cool. Yeah. I liked it. Like, his face is missing. Like, it peels off. Like, it's really creepy and gross. Yeah. Also, this is rude. If I was, like, working at the wax museum, I was one of the brothers. I'd be like, hey, 
Hey, that's my. F- hey, you messed it up. Yeah, it's like work of art here. <laughs> Don't you see those pictures on the wall? This is famous. Yeah, I'm trying to think what else though. Red flag wise, there was a lot. I mean, it definitely plays on the horror tropes, which are fun. Like um, Wade is way too trusting, so of course he has to go. Yeah. Also, that uh, the girl next door is so allured for some reason by the dude who like runs the gas station. Who's also the killer. Like, she's like, oh, yeah, no, sure. Like, do you notice, like, there's, like, a, like, something going on there? Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting, because typically in movies like this, the final girl sketched out a lot more. Yeah, it's, like, seems like she was sketched out by, like, everyone else until, I mean, obviously, it takes a while. Like, she knows something's wrong, but it takes a lot to get her to that point. I don't know. Is it because he's cute or cuter than the first dude i guess so yeah i don't know she seemed like she thought he was cuter than wade at that point i felt jared padalecki like even now is very very attractive he is but i'm not team dean are you team dean (laughs) no team jess all the way team jess yeah definitely i'm team jess but team logan is probably what rory deserves let's be real yeah that's true Team Paris. Team Paris. What did you think about, like, the wax element of it all, though? Like, the production. Like, that would just seem, like, crazy to me to, like, they used so much wax. I did think that was cool. Like, I, I love practical effects in general. Mm. And knowing that the production designer also did Ghost Ship. Yeah. And Gothica with Holly Berry. Yes. It's very, like, early 2000s. He's, like, the the horror dude of the horror, like, the early 2000s for production design. So I like dig that. I like dig the idea of like, we're going to do this up. Yeah. Like we're going to do, we're going to really make the wax work. We're not going to cut any corners. Mm -hmm. I know they had to mix peanut butter with the wax or something to make like the giant bed or make it melt a certain way. And the cast kept getting stuck in it. (laughs) Yeah. It is really funny to see them get stuck in the wax. Like, I don't know. It seems like it'd be a challenge, but like a fun one. Like I feel like, I like the idea of it, like how they, I don't know. It's always They fun. committed to wax. Yeah, I think like that's way more fun than like any CG that they could do. I also love early 2000 CG as well because it's so bad. Yeah, it, yeah. And you can tell like when they did like the face, like I know at the time like they were talking about it, they were like, oh, it looks so cool. But you can tell that it's CG because it's it doesn't even stay, st- like it kind of morphs a little. You know what I mean? When he moves and it's yeah. not quite... I don't know. Great. I love that. That's the parts where I can talk about where I'm <laughs> yeah. like, bravo. Yeah. What I do love. you love? I want to know. Like, <laughs> what do you love about this movie? What do you hate about this movie? Like, um, I don't like hate a lot. It's just a movie. It's not doing to me. Like, it just does. I don't know. It's not good. It's not like super bad, which makes me kind of just be like, Meh. it was a serviceable horror movie. <laughs> kind of like what Ebert said about it. He was like, it, it served a function. It's a horror movie. Yeah, truly. Like <laughs> Two if out I, of five. If I was a teen in 2005 and I saw this with a group of friends. Yeah. Love that. Like that's, that would have been the time, the time and place. So I just feel like I missed the boat because I was, I was late to the party because yeah. I was a little too young and I didn't see this on home video either so yeah i don't have that nostalgia like you for it yeah i definitely feel like i'm blinded by the nostalgia a bit. yeah because like i don't remember this movie really coming out i just remember the viral marketing campaign yeah which that's my favorite part i love seeing paris hilton die 
I love viral marketing in general. Yes. Um, yeah, like there's this whole article about it. Um, it says, in a world before hashtags, the advertising slogan, See Paris Die, promised that anyone who bought a ticket was going to see the single most irritating celebrity of the time lead a gruesome <laughs> end, which surely played no small part in the film, earning $70 million at the worldwide box office. It was a marketing gimmick ripped straight out of the William Castle playbook. And one must give Hilton credit for being such a good sport about her death being used to promote a movie and i would love a see paris die shirt from kitson that's my addition to it yeah yeah (laughs) but i don't know what are your thoughts on viral marketing campaigns because that's my like intrigue about house of wax yeah i think it's cool i think if it works too like i mean it's true at the time we probably weren't really we're not as into the internet world as we are now where information goes so fast it was just starting I can't imagine Blair Witch Project days, like in 1999, being like, is this real? Are these real people? Or like even paranormal activity people thought that was real. Yeah. No, I remember that one too. And being like thinking that was real and then finding out it wasn't being like, oh, okay. <laughs> A little let down, but also relieved. <laughs> um, I'm always fascinated by that. I like that gimmick. Yeah, it is fascinating. Um, and the... The marketing, too. I mean, obviously, it worked. Um, I think it's crazy that people wanted to see Paris die, though, because <laughs> they found her irritating. Like, that's kind of messed up, I think. But I love that she, like, just leaned into it. and Yeah, like, she knows what kind of celebrity she is. And that's what I like about it. That's fascinating to me. Yeah. Just being so kind of, like, ahead of her time in a way. Like, before Kim Kardashian, Paris Hilton was the blueprint. Like, she had the reality show with The Simple Life and... She was like a tabloid fixture, but also like just like a party girl, it girl. And she made like everything she wore, like everything she touched, every club she went to became like the it thing of the moment. And whoever she hung out with, whoever was in her orbit also became a celebrity. Yeah. Just like she an Kim it Kardashian. <laughs> Do we just add her to her it girl <laughs> But she is an it girl. Yeah. She's an heiress. Yeah. She's the definition of an it girl, I think. And she plays that role really well. Like, she doesn't overstay her welcome. Except maybe nowadays with the nostalgia. Yeah, maybe a bit. But, like, she, like, dipped her toes in, you know, singing. But she knew who she was. Like, she stayed in her lane. I have a lot of respect for Paris Hilton. For sure. The only thing I think was, like, I get why she did it, but maybe a misstep. I, a couple years ago, I went through a whole, like, deep rabbit hole of SNL. Like, watching, like, from, like, 1998 to, like, 2012. yeah. SNL. So I've probably seen every episode of SNL from that time period. The Paris Hilton episode is is tough. Really? To watch. Yeah. It's like up there with like the Donald Trump like episodes just being really, really rough. Ugh. But but now it's iconic. But now it's iconic. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. I don't know. I mean I think she could I think she can act pretty well. And she has a lot like just enough talent, like you said, and trying to think um she should have made a song on the soundtrack like i loved hearing interpol and i love helena being the end credits track but yeah i wish there was i will say like they could have done more with the soundtrack because they you know they advertise a soundtrack like that but it's not there's not a lot of music really when you think about it there's just a couple songs like it's not and it's in the beginning and kind of the end like it's not like um other than just having the score of like the suspenseful music before something happens you know what i mean like yeah. they could have maybe Except that butt rock in the beginning, which is like very quintessential for any 2000s like horror movie. Yeah. Which I like that. I do too. It's very like of a time. But I just wish, like, I feel like 
Paris Hilton could have done like a Lana Del Rey style, like season of the witch cover Ooh. and like be kind of cool. That would be cool. Yeah. I could see her slaying that. I could too. I'm trying to think what other viral marketing campaigns too. I mean, the big ones that stand out are Blair Witch and Paranormal Activity for me. Yeah, Paranormal, I remember being inundated with that. Did you think it was real back then? Because I remember hearing people say it was real, but I think this was post Blair Witch and we were in a time of the internet, so I just assumed it was fake. Yeah, I think, yeah, I heard it was real and I wanted to believe it was real. And when I saw it, I'm like, yeah, this isn't, this doesn't make any sense. How could this be real? Like, I think I, I unpacked it in real time being like, how would we have all this? Fo- like, some, like I, I don't know. It just didn't make sense. And then I had to look it up and it, yeah. But it it had me. Like, the expectation was there. But I, I feel like if you've already, it's hard to do that. Like, I feel like Blair Witch is probably the only one that could get away with that. Yeah, it was before the internet. I feel like even 2005, we had enough of the internet where, well, also we had Paris Hilton. And I think this just used the internet to feed into the marketing, which is smart. I, I'm surprised more films don't do that i know we need like another good horror film i think i'm trying to think like the last one that i saw like in theaters like i know we saw megan megan that was the last real horror movie i think i saw in theaters have you seen ready or not Mm -mm. that's an excellent film i think if if you like house of wax you're gonna love ready or not with samara weaving and adam brody and andy mcdowell is the mom so it's a great film and I really like that one. Ooh, I'll have to check it out. Um, yeah, sorry. I'm like, I don't know what to say about House of Wax. I have two, two murders to Zeus. Well, let it go. I feel like I, I'm not <sighs> let it go, but like let it all hang out. Bray, I'll like step back and listen while you give your thoughts and chime in when I need to. Because I feel like, I feel like I'm so sorry. Like, I don't want to be like a dick to no, you. No, you're not. I, you didn't, I didn't make this movie. This wasn't my passion. This isn't like, I don't build statues out of wax. Just because I think wax is kind of cool. Well, well tell me, why, why do you love this film, Brie? I, okay. For me, it's definitely the nostalgia Um, at the time. Because I was like a tween. So did it feel like of its, like, because, so if you were like 12, like 13, you would have seen this movie a couple years after it came out. Yeah. Did it feel dated around that time? Because I know Paris Hilton, like, she would have already had her DUI and, like, gone to jail and, like, but did that affect your viewing of House of Wax during that time? Not at all. I think maybe it even encouraged it. I was like, oh, I love Paris Hilton. (laughs) I, I remember thinking it was cool that she was in it. I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. I don't know what it is. I think because maybe it's, like, kind of gory, but it's not too... It's not like Saw. It's like somewhere in the middle of the road. Um, and I like, I, I just like what they did. I think production wise, I always liked the town like that they built, like the eerie, like it reminds me of this episode of the Twilight Zone that I saw where the town is empty and he's like stuck. There's a like, dude that's stuck in this town. I think I also really like old horror movies and like bad movies, even bad special effects sometimes. Like um, I'm trying to think, is it, oh man, Tales from the Crypt, like that kind of stuff. Like, just weird. So it just spoke to me, I guess. Have you seen Jeepers Creepers with Justin Long? I don't think I've actually seen that one. I've heard of it, though. That's another movie where I think if you like this, you'd like that one. Yeah. I think I've just seen so many movies like this around the time. Like, if I saw this when I was just getting into horror films or... Yeah, I see. And that's when I saw it. I think I was just getting into horror films because I think I had like seen The Ring. Like it was like around that time of just 
dipping my toes and being like, whoa. So like, I think I even saw this before. I saw like Texas Chainsaw or something. So it made an impression on me. Um, Cause I'm like, oh, this is like a creepy concept. This is like, when you think about it though, it's not very realistic. Cause like if you're covered in wax, like it's gotta be a really thin layer to be so realistic to your, like your body and your skin, like the way the guy well, hot wax will burn I guess your skin. Maybe it just fuses into your skin. I don't know. I was just thinking about it a lot. Because also eyeballs. Like, how long do eyeballs last? I don't know. I don't know the logistics of the house. <laughs> I got to really thinking of the logistics. I don't know what that says about me. No, but, I'm into it. Um, I think you really have to suspend disbelief with this movie. I feel, you know, it's pretty wackadoodle. But I don't know. It's nostalgic. I I like it. It's probably not the best horror movie. But I enjoy it. What other horror films, especially like of this era, do you really like? Well, definitely like The Ring. Ooh, The Others. I feel the like Others is good. really good. That had an impact on me. That might have been, I wonder if that was actually one of the first horror movies I accidentally saw with you. I saw it as a sleepover. Oh, okay, yeah. So you've yeah. seen it a couple times. Was it just playing around that time for whatever reason? It like, was another like blockbuster like it was like a horror movie but not super scary because it was ghosts yeah and it was like one of those like i could watch as a kid it's nicole kidman yeah icon legend star i love her so i feel like that might have also been my intro to nicole kidman but (gasps) really possibly i mean i'm sure she was in other things but like moulin rouge true um batman oh yeah, you're right. Maybe not. Maybe it's just, I don't know. I'm creating another narrative. The, her, when she signed the divorce from Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, woo. Yeah. Love that. Uh, That's my favorite role of hers. And it Practical Magic. I love her AMC commercial. <laughs> I mean, now, like, Nicole Kidman, if she's in a movie, I'm like, I'm there. Yeah, definitely. I think even in, in 2001. I don't remember a time when I wasn't there for, for her. That Yeah. She's just great let's see her in more horror movies yeah i swear i had other ones on the brain i remember you back in the day really loving premonition with sandra bullock oh yeah how could i forget about premonition yeah i have that on dvd too um when a stranger calls i i really liked the grudge freddy versus jason kelly Rowland's death scene in that is great (laughs) yeah um i remember also being into like all the scary movies like making fun of the horror movies and kind of understanding a good chunk of the references. Not all of them, though. Like, I never saw, like, um, The Fog or The Village. Yeah. A scary movie one through three. Or, like, if I'm sick, that's what I'm putting on. Yeah. Prefer Like, probably scary movie one and then scary movie two. Like, a, a good sick time double feature for me. Oh, yeah. It's just comforting. It is. Oh, American Psycho. I really enjoyed that. Is that a horror movie? I love that movie. Oh, yeah. Though. It's definitely a horror movie. I obviously really love that movie, <laughs> but yeah. I don't know if I'd classify that as a horror movie. What? He murders people. Oh, or does he? Or would you say a thriller or drama? Thriller, maybe. Let's see. It's not a horror movie. Psychological thriller. I would guess so, because also it's debatable if he kills people. It's all in his head. Is it? I guess I lump the that together too. Psychological thrillers. Maybe I shouldn't, but oh, there was there was this really weird, freaky movie, Nick, that just came to me. Fear.com. I remember the marketing for fear.com and it creeped me out when I was a kid. It was scary. Because you could actually go to the website too. Yes. And like, oh, that one. 
I rem- I have you have you seen fear.com? Yeah, I saw it around. I probably shouldn't have seen it. Like I was from the ages of like 12 to 13, I really got I watched like a slew of horror movies. Just like early 2000s horror movies. Early 2000s horror. Just rented them. Yeah. I like remember, every other weekend. I remember the campaign for fear.com because me and my friends at like 8 years old were like we'd go onto fear.com Ooh. and like creep ourselves out. Scary. You'd be like Kurt, you'd be like yeah. Oh no. That's fun. Really believing that I was going to get a virus on my computer from going to fear.com. Oh man. Yeah, actually, it seemed plausible. Um like a swim fan that came out around the same time with a uh, Jesse Bradford. Which one? Swim fan? Swim fan? Which is like a crazy girl, just like stalks. Oh. The guy from Bring It On. Sounds creepy. Did you ever see Orphan? No, but I've heard the real life story of Orphan. Like what it, like how, like there's a real life. There is a real story. Orphan. Yeah, it's creepy. It's crazy. Yeah, it, it is very crazy. I saw that. It's the same director as um, House of Wax, which is interesting. Oh. And I guess there is, well, there's, I guess psychological, I don't know. Are they different than horror? I'm, that's what, I don't, I don't know. I think some can be lumped, but yeah. not all. Like I wouldn't classify American Psycho as a horror film, but maybe the others i would is it just the tone like the way it's like kind of directed like this is Mm -hmm. like i feel like american psycho is a little more on the outside of it possibly and you're not well you're seeing it from the killer's perspective as well which is interesting i think just psychological thrillers like you wouldn't really say black swan is a horror movie no there's elements of horror but like mother another darren aronofsky oh yeah that one's freaky it's not a horror movie though yeah yeah it's more like thriller yeah. Yeah. Silence of the Lambs. I've actually never seen Silence of the Lambs. Really? But I don't think that would be a horror movie, right? I think the other it's like a thriller. Yeah. Or could it is there like overlapping like a horror thriller? There has know. to be overlap cuz like Jordan Peele's films aren't like horror in the most traditional sense even though they're they have horror elements and they're inspired by horror movies. Yeah. It's Well, then you get into like um elevated horror. Elevated. It's yeah. different. So, yeah. House of Wax is House not of Wax is like not that. elevated. No, and I know you enjoy elevated horror things that make you really think. Right? Yeah, don't they kind of? I don't know. This one is just kind of like walking red flags. Like, don't go into an old creepy wax museum. Kind of like obvious things. Like, don't think. Yeah, don't. Which I can get into. That should be instead of like don't don't speak or whatever that movie is. Don't blink. Should just be don't think. Don't think. <laughs> Well, hey, thanks for going on this journey with me. You're welcome. Thank yeah. you for making me see House of Wax. I love it. <laughs> the opportunity to see early 2000s Chad Michael Murray. Yeah. Got to see Paris die. Yeah. Actually, yes. Now I need my kits and t-shirt. So. Hey, thanks for listening. Rate and review <laughs> us on Apple and Spotify and wherever else you listen to our podcast. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. A Huda Media Production.
Ahura Media Production.